It's Saturday at the fair with WTMJ. Who's had cream puffs? Raise their hand. Stick or no stick? What am I going to hit you with? There are a lot of new foods to try, but how can you go wrong with blueberry mini donuts? You having fun at the fair? Yes. Yes. I love to come to the fair. And here's what's fun. Stick or no stick? Live from the Bank 5-9 studios on the grounds of the Wisconsin State Fair. Here's Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max, and Brian Noonan. Oh, my goodness. Yes, uh, that makes me laugh. We are going to be playing Stick or No Stick at 4.30. This I'm is going outside. I'm excited that you guys are here to experience and play and facilitate Stick or No Stick. It's a huge hit. The game is sweeping the nation. Quite the sensation. Yes, yes. and I know nothing about it because I never eat anything out of Stick at the fair. Well, then you're you're the perfect guy to be out there with the people. Absolutely. You're, boy, you're a lot. First, you're, at the, you're going to be with the people at the Packers games, mm. and now you're going to be with the people here at the fair. I'm a man of the people. I was an elected official. This is I know. You, you know how to work the crowd, I, see? I kiss babies and shake hands and all the other stuff. Better than shaking babies and kissing hands. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Don't, Depends on the never, baby. Never, never shake the no, baby. No, never shake exactly. the baby. So I've learned those lessons over my, over my <laughs> long career. No. You had to learn that lesson? Yeah, no, I didn't have okay, it. I was so say. one of the cool things about going to the fair is I love to wander around. Sadie knows this, too, because she does, too. Matter of fact, before the show today, she was wandering around. And I like to go into all the buildings. Like, yeah. like I was in the Livestock Barns, um, was that yesterday, the day before? I love the Wisconsin Products Pavilion. As lo- you should. I love everything about it. We all do. I've had more than more ribeye sandwiches than I should have had. The baked I've had, potato. <laughs> I have not had a baked potato because I'm not a huge baked potato fan. I thought that was your wife Kathy's favorite. That's her favorite. There she had go. she had one or two of those. <laughs> I've had the pizza. I've had the cheese sandwiches, which I didn't know until we had Ann Schultz on, who's gonna we're gonna hear a little bit from her in a second. I call her the cheese lady, although her official title is <laughs> she's on the State Fair Dairy Promotion Board. Oh. That sounds more important than yes. the cheese lady. No. <laughs> It is one of the best deals at the fair. It's four bucks. Really? I laid out four singles, cheese sandwich. Now, every day they have a special edition. A specialty flavor, yeah. yes. And they, they came in with a bacon one when, when, when oh Ann joined us. Um, I had a Swiss yesterday. I got to go check that out. You enjoyed out, the pepper jack on Pepper Monday, jack, right? yeah. I mean, <laughs> I did not know any of this until I myself wandered into the right. the uh, Wisconsin Products Pavilion. So I talked to somebody over there and I said, we got to have like the cheese lady on or whoever's in charge. So Ann Schultz joined us on the program, WTMJ Now. I loved everything about her. Here's a little bit of that interview. So Ann Schultz is joining us from the Wisconsin State Fair Dairy Promotion Board. You know, everybody who's gone to the fair knows about the uh, the Wisconsin Pavilion and the real, well, give me the official name of that place. Real Wisconsin. The real Wisconsin Let me get your mic on. There you go. The real, real Wisconsin Cheese Grill. Yes. Uh, I went there yesterday and had a, had a pepper jack. I didn't even know you had pepper jack. How come that's not on the board? We we have specialty flavors throughout the week. So every day oh. we serve cheddar and Swiss. That's a staple throughout the fair. Yeah. And then we bring out specialty varieties during certain weekdays of the fair. Yesterday was pepper jack, which is very popular. Oh, my God. Ooh. It was good. Yeah. And I'm not a grilled cheese person per se, but it was delicious. Pepper jack, yes. It's, it's delicious. A lot of people love the pepper jack. We get people asking all the time, what? day is pepper jack day so <laughs> i would argue that maybe cream puffs is number one but the cheese sandwich might be number two for places people have to go to the fair it is way up there it's a classic yeah it and really it's is. also like a deal what is it four bucks four dollars that's like that's a good deal yes it is yeah i mean i paid 13 bucks for a ribeye sandwich which is also very good in the wisconsin building but four bucks that it fills you up and it tastes delicious and it's wisconsin cheese it's wisconsin cheese wisconsin butter 
So Yum. give me some of the some of the de- like how many of these things are walking out the, the out the Wisconsin Pavilion every day or every every fair? Yeah, we're doing thousands on on a really busy day. We'll do over six thousand sandwiches a day. Jeez. Wow. Where's all that bread coming from? <laughs> I'm a, that's like a truckload of bread. It's, it's a lot of bread. Yeah. When does that all get delivered? It gets delivered every morning. We get a fresh, fresh delivery every day of the fair. Because the, the bread is delicious too. It it's is. Like, you can tell it's been it's been baked recently. And and the key to the bread too is the butter, the real Wisconsin butter. So we get all our oh. butter from Foremost Farms. I was gonna say there's a trick to making these, right? To Absolutely. Give us. So can you tell people how they could do it? At, can you do it at home as good as it's done here? Oh, well, you know, there's nothing like state fair food, and even if it is a grilled cheese. You can definitely make grilled cheese at home, and it starts with real Wisconsin dairy products. So like I said, that real Wisconsin butter, uh, we melt it. We actually put it on with a paintbrush because it's the fastest way. We're making thousands of these a day. It's the fastest way to spread butter on a piece of bread. (laughs) And then, like, how long do you cook it? Um, Until it's toasted on one side, we flip it, and then we check till it's melted. It's usually about three or four minutes. This is this is amazing stuff. So what's the I'm special enter- one today? Well, I was just going to say I'm entertained because we have the plain air painters yesterday and today all around Wisconsin State Fair Park using their paintbrushes to create art. And you're making these artful sandwiches, slathering on the butter with paintbrushes. That's right. I yes. love that. I'm chewing again. So you have you to are talk. chewing again. <laughs> so you do have, yesterday was Pepper Jack. Will Pepper Jack come back? It might come back. We'll see. Oh, so it's it's a reveal. It's almost a flavor it, of the day kind of thing. It is, yeah, flavor of the day. So you, don't, of the day. you don't promote it like like we're going to have this day is going to be this this special? Well, this year we did promote it a, little, a okay. little bit because we have something new this year, which is what you guys are chewing on this morning. Um, mm. So this year, which is really exciting, we have blue ribbon cheeses. So today is maple bacon cheddar from Shellsburg Creamery in southwest Wisconsin and having had two bites absolutely delicious it, it oh it is absolutely it's gonna be a big seller I think so um, this cheese actually won a blue ribbon last year at the Wisconsin State Fair dairy products contest for um, flavored cheeses and mm. so we decided to to give fairgoers a chance to taste a blue ribbon cheese during the fair so do all the cheeses come from the same place or different places so this year they're coming from different places we get we get a lot of our cheese from Sargento up in Plymouth, Wisconsin, and then we have the maple bacon cheddar today. That's from Shellsburg Creamery over in Shellsburg, Wisconsin, and then we have another blue ribbon cheese on Thursday, August tenth. We'll be serving a Gouda cheese from Buholzer Blood oh. Brothers in Monroe. That sounds delicious, and oh a blue God. ribbon really is a pride point, isn't es- it? Especially in Wisconsin, when you're talking about cheese, Wisconsin cheese wins more awards than any other state or country. So we really do have some of the best cheeses here in Wisconsin. You know, everybody thinks it's a cliche that we have the great cheese, but it's not. We 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 go to competitions around the world, and we we win for this state because our cheese is so good. We have such a great cheese making program here in the state of Wisconsin, and 90% of the milk that's produced here in this state is made into cheese. So there's a reason we are known as the cheese. 90%. 90%. I wouldn't have guessed that. And 99% of U.S. grocers sell Wisconsin cheese. There you so go. So tell your friends and family from out of state to look for Wisconsin cheese in their grocery store. So how many people are involved in the process? Because I see a lot of, I mean, it's always busy over there. And I, I love the Wisconsin Pavilion. One, because it's got great smells, great food, but mm-hmm. also it's, it's a place to cool off on a hot day. And, and opening day was like crazy hot. That's when I had the ribeye sandwich. So how many people involved in putting this all together every day? So every day we have about 12 staff working to make sandwiches, and we have different stations. We have a butter station, we have a grilling station, bagging, and then we have cashiers and runners to bring the product to the to customers. My grandson Max had a cheddar, and he absolutely destroyed it huh? in like a very <laughs> short amount of time. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching people eat them yesterday, and there's no sad faces. There's no one not enjoying it. And again, value, taste, 
I'm not sure there's a better value for what you get than that cheese sandwich. It's a great family family friendly pricing deal, a great budget friendly deal. So how'd you get into this gig? So I actually work for the board. Um, I'm a dairy farmer myself. My husband and I have a dairy farm, and Where I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, we we farm in Mayville. Um, my my husband and his family have a farm up there, um, and so I've been involved in dairy promotion um, all my life. I was a 4-H kid showing showing dairy cows here at the state fair. And did you sleep overnight? And I did sleep overnight. Oh, wow. Tommy Thompson, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the state fair has always been a huge part of my summer as a kid, and I I always enjoy coming here as an adult and had an opportunity to opportunity to work for the board and thought it would be a great fit and it's it's a lot of fun so how many cheese sandwiches will you eat during the fair because <laughs> i would probably now that i like them i would probably have one there every day oh it's easy it's so easy to put one down every day yeah it's mm-hmm. it's the best so I, I love the fact do you love being at the fair i mean having that history you got to love being out here i do i and i do love being at the fair and i would come to the fair as a kid with my parents before i was even showing and my, my parents still come to the fair that's nice. Do you have like a rivalry with the other vendors in the uh, in the Wisconsin Pavilion? You know, the Wisconsin Products Pavilion. It's really like a big family. Everybody works together and 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 gets along really well, and we share items and that sort of thing. So it's a lot of fun coming back every year and seeing seeing your family members that you only see at the fair. I hope that people understand because you know sometimes people just do the outside stuff. There's a lot of cool things in that little building. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everything from like desserts, the cheeses, obviously the the all the uh, the buffalo sandwiches I've had before. Ribeye sandwich is spectacular. Good deal at thirteen bucks, and this thing's hanging out of the bun. <laughs> I speak from experience, Sam. I know. I, I actually eat these things every year. I have that stuff. It's it's so good. And you know what else is in the Wisconsin Products Pavilion? Is we have a display of all the blue ribbon winning cheeses from this I year's Dairy Products Contest. Yeah. So you can see the first, not only the blue ribbon, but also the second, the third place cheeses that won um, this year at the contest. Go take a look and see if you find a new favorite at your grocery store the next time you're there. Ann Schultz joining us from the Wisconsin State Fair Dairy Promotion Board. Also selling those great cheese sandwiches in the Wisconsin Pavilion over there. Um, we had our friend Brian Risinger on who's very been involved in farming in Wisconsin for four generations. So I don't want to I don't want to end on a downer, but the challenges for Wisconsin farmers are significant. And how are you guys coping with all of that? Are you are you doing well? Are you thriving? What's the story? Yeah, we're doing well, and I think the biggest thing is um, just to keep keep a positive attitude and know that today is a new day. Tomorrow will be totally different. Yesterday had its own set of challenges and triumphs, um, but you just keep your head up and keep moving forward. See, that's why I love dairy farmers because they all have that added that positive attitude. You have to and get it done. You got to keep moving. How many generations in your family? Oh boy, you know, I think I'm the fifth generation. No my husband, kidding. My husband is the third on his farm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you're in Mayville. We're How's in Mayville. the weather been? Good? Dry? It's been good. We've been getting a little bit of rain recently. So. Good. Good. Well, Ann Schultz, thanks for bringing those sandwiches. I'll, I'll finish them during the break. It's absolutely spectacular. I will stop over probably many times between now and the end of the fair because I love the sandwich. Maple bacon cheddar while they last today. Yeah. Today, while right. supplies last? Is while that supplies pr- last. Oh. Have you ever sold out like in a day? Um, no, we haven't before, but this is the first time we're doing the Blue Ribbon, so oh. we're hoping for a big crowd today. And you got a gorgeous day at the fair. Yeah. And pleasure to meet you. Thank and you, thanks Steve. for taking the time to do this. Ann Schultz, I love, I call her cheese lady, even though it's not her title, <laughs> from the Wisconsin State I don't fair. think she's insulted by that. No, she wasn't. No, that's not, that's a good title. If you got to be something, you might as well be cheese lady. And she's here today and tomorrow. We asked her if she would be here, and she said, oh, oh yeah, yeah. every single day. Go say hi. I'm going to probably stop by quickly and, and say hi to her. We're going to stay on the farm theme after the break. Brian Reisinger, an expert on Wisconsin dairy farms. How is that? Four gener- I think it's four, four generations. Four generations. Four generations yeah. Wisconsin farmer. That's after this. Not bad. We are broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair. 
the gang has stepped out for a second. So I got control. I wonder what I'm going to do with this. Total power. Brian's got food in his hands. He's Oh, that looks good. It's cheese curds. Oh, I love it. So Brian's here. Um, Sandy Max is around. I think she's saying hi to somebody here at the fair as well. Yeah, and I went out because I saw my wife come up. I saw uh, her, yes. Yeah, and then she, she did not stay. She fled. She put something in my backpack and fled. So if security is uh, going to search my backpack later, I have no knowledge of what she put in. Alright, so we are going to stay on our farm theme. We had uh, my friend Brian Reisinger on uh, Platform Communications, and he is a guy that knows dairy farming in the state of Wisconsin, fourth generation. We had a great interview with him the other day. There's a little bit of that. So my responsibility level is much higher today. So you, And you can still do those two things. Yeah, absolutely, after. So one of the reasons I want to get you on is because you are fourth generation, which is not insignificant, family farmer in Wisconsin. And I wanted, along with Sandy, to talk about some of the realities of that reality, of being somebody that's so key, so critical to the success, and has been for generations in this state. Where are we at right now? Talk about some of the big picture stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of pride in the Wisconsin dairy industry, and well, there should be, and it's tough. So we're proud, but it's it's battered. You know, there's been a lot of challenges. Um, there's been a lot of farms that have disappeared. Um, there's still a lot of farms here. It defines our identity. It still drives a lot of our economy. There's a lot of families that used to be farm families that aren't anymore, and that's a that's a you know reflection of economic hardship, cultural hardship. So I think it's important to be honest about that. But man, when you're here at the fair today and you see all these kids out there with animals and you see really the future of agriculture, you know it's still bright. In my case. My great-grandfather came over, started our farm after coming over from Bavaria. My grandpa, my dad took it over after that. My sister's now taking over from my dad. They throw me in a tractor now and again, um, but I'm just happy to be able to write about it and be able to experience it and talk about it. So what are some of the big challenges that Wisconsin farmers, those dairy farmers, are facing? It's big picture and it's personal. And when I say big picture, I mean the economic trends. You've got input prices like seed and fertilizer way outpacing the dairy, the milk price over time. What they're putting out is not what they're getting back. Exactly, exactly. So being profitable in that instance is difficult. Then you got globalization, you got consolidation, there's opportunity there, but also putting a squeeze on farmers. Changes in technology that used to help small farms and now mainly help larger farms get scaled. Those are the big picture things. The personal part of it is the tragedies that often are accompanied by a farm that goes under. So it could be a lost crop, sick animals, somebody gets hurt, an accident. There could be a fire in our case. You know, we had a fire not too long ago that when we made it through and it was kind of a harrowing story, but if it had done more damage, you know, in the middle of a precarious economic situation like that, that's what happens when a farm fails. Do you think the resources do we provide as a states, either through the legislature or, or, or other avenues, private organizations, the resources that Wisconsin farmers, because last time I checked, it still says America's dairy land on the license plate. Do they have the resources they need to succeed in, in the current climate? The short answer is no. The slightly longer answer is where do the resources come from, where do the answers come from, and the answer is they come from so many places that it can feel like it's nobody's responsibility sometimes. We need to have more private sector innovation on the farm, trying different crops, trying different products, things like that. We need to have technology, which is a function of private sector, government, academia, shifting toward trying to help small farms find scale need awareness from consumers. There's a lot of things that need to happen so that we can have an industry that has the kind of dynamic power it once did. Is there a battle between the individual family farms and the big conglomerates? The I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. You know, when I was growing up, I remember my dad, you know, we used to we used to kind of piss and moan about the farm down the street that was getting bigger. <laughs> and I'll be honest about that. We did. And, you know, you get, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's frustrating because you want to have small and medium-sized family farms. But now when I talk to my dad about it, you know, we look around and we're glad they're out there too. I mean, they're carrying on a way of life that, you know, maybe isn't 
scalable for some of the smaller guys. And we're glad. And a lot of our farms, including the big farms, are family farms. So I'd say that there's tension in that we would love to be able to have large, medium, and small farms all competing in different ways, providing different types of products, different niches, um, and not so lopsided. But man, you know, you need you need operations that can compete in this environment as well. So over time, let's let's say the last fifty years. Give me an, uh, give me a, a sense of where the number has gone when, it, when when we're talking about family farms in Wisconsin. Is yeah. it twenty five percent, fifty percent less? What is it? Most recently in the last decade, Wisconsin lost eight percent of its farms, and that's higher than the five percent national average. Now, when you stack that up decade after decade, the reality is that it's it's gargantuan. Um, Wisconsin, the, the country, I should say, has lost eighty five percent of its dairy farms, and Wisconsin is a big portion of that. There's other places, but it's a big portion of that. So that's really hard. Is it survivable? I mean, a lot of people wonder, because I've talked to so many dairy farmers out here, people in the ag industry, and said the hours are long. A lot of the, the, the next generations aren't sticking around to work on the farms. They do when they're younger, but then they kind of go off and do their own thing, and a lot of them are not returning. Some do. Is it survivable? Can we continue to maintain that family farmer identity that we've had for so long i think we can and i want to emphasize that because my wife jokes with me i, I write far, sad farm boy stuff and i gotta be we gotta be careful when we look at these issues you gotta stare them in the face but there's also so much there the resilience that farm families have the economic opportunities that can be so much more varied than we maybe realize they can be it's there it's still very strong the reality is there's a lot of challenges and there's a lot of things that need to be done differently to overcome them Brian Reisinger joining us. We're talking about family farms. He's fourth generation. I want to talk about some of the solutions. I know that you shared some information with us on how we fix this problem. And I'll say it again. We are America's dairy land, and there's a lot of dairy farmers in the state. That is something that is that connection not only to our identity, but also to this Wisconsin State Fair. My friend Brian Reisinger, expert on Wisconsin dairy farms. He does a lot of great work. He does stuff for JS Online, talking about Wisconsin farms and right. political issues. He is somebody that writes a lot. He blogs a lot. Um, somebody who is a great resource that I've learned a lot from. And when I'm at the Wisconsin State Fair, having an expert like Brian Reisinger, yeah. you can just hear it in the interview. He's just so yeah. Smart that about insight that. is oh my goodness important. And it's great for people you know who come to the fair and you know most people are aware of what we benefit from the agriculture industry, but they don't know the ins and outs. They don't know what it actually means, and they don't know about the family farms and how many are being lost. It's really great during the fair to you know wake people up a little bit. Yeah, I, I, love, I love Brian. I love talking to him. Now, talking about a specific job at the fair... Yes. Sandy's next piece. This yeah. is this is a brilliant interview because I, I I've heard it like three times now. I learn something every time I listen yes. to this thing, and it's a very unique position that this young woman has. She's got one of the grubbiest jobs oh, at the Wisconsin State Fair. Her name is Piper. She was a delight to talk with, and uh, let's just say. Here's uh, a hint of what she does. I was at the Coliseum last weekend mm -hmm. watching all of the Clydesdales. <laughs> and uh, they're just magnificent animals. Mm. And they also leave something magnificent that oh, needs yes. to be uh, hustled off that... Uh, that area, or else someone steps in it. So it's that like is the old punchline. Hmm. What and give up show business? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a conversation with one of the Wisconsin State Fair scooper troopers that might surprise you. That's next. It is Saturday at the fair, and uh, man, we're having some fun in here. Oh. Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max, I'm Brian Noonan. We are in the Bank 59 studio. If you are at the fair, uh, come by, say hi. We've got a big game coming up in just a little bit. And uh, if you're not at the fair, this is the day to come. Ooh. Could it be any more beautiful here at the Sunshine fair? Sunshine 83 right now. 
less than a 10% chance of precipitation. We have had such a great stretch of gorgeous weather yeah, for the fair, lucky. and it can, includes this weekend. Tonight's going to be beautiful, tomorrow, and I love that there's just enough of a breeze. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not a stale feeling around here. So you'll have a great time strolling through Spin City or going down the big slide or whatever you like to do. We just had some food, which is very nice. Yes. Thanks, thanks to the. Thank you very much. Uh, we have been treated right by our partners at the Wurst Bar, if you're Wurst saying bar. it correctly yeah. and like Wurst a good bar. Germanic. Uh, but the Wurst Bar or the Wurst Bar, however you say it, they are the 2023 Sporky winners. They've got the Beer Cheese Wisconsin Lava Cake. Which I just should, had. I was going to say, Brian, your review? Delicious. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed uh, the chi- cheddar. No, the chicken <laughs> schnitzel. Fr- fr- uh, oh my gosh, I'm still eating the she's, chicken she's schnitzel fingers schnitzel and drunk and delightful uh, light cheese curds. They also have specialty brats and loaded fries. All of that available at the Verst Bar. You'll find them next to the big slide if you're here at the Wisconsin State Fair. So big thanks again to the Verst Bar for hooking us up here at the Wisconsin State Fair. All right. So I teased it before. Yes. I teased it before. So you did a great interview with a young woman. And I love her initiative. I love her attitude. I don't really like her job, though. Uh, <laughs> she's fine with it. Um, yeah, it is. So you might call them pooper scoopers for mm-hmm. the livestock. Uh, their <sighs> actual official title is scooper troopers. And this is a conversation. At the Wisconsin State Fair, lots of livestock means lots of what they leave behind from their behind. Sparing us from stepping in that stuff are the scooper troopers. You see them around the barns and the Case IH Coliseum carrying a shovel, wearing a brown t-shirt, and shoes they don't mind getting dirty. Piper Faust of Milwaukee is one of the nearly two dozen scooper troopers. I am a scooper trooper. What is that? I clean up after the animals and I clean barns once the public has left. I stand mostly in the Coliseum and wait for an animal to drop something and then I go clean it up for them. Tell me this is not a volunteer position. You can volunteer. (laughs) If you're under 14, you can volunteer. But if you're over 15, you get paid pretty well for it. So I'm saving up for college. Although Piper has experience working with the Amish near her grandmother's house in Platteville, a farming background is not required to do this job. You just need to be able to handle a shovel and be able to tolerate the odors. So how do you find out about the scooper trooper role? One of my best friends, Callie, both of her parents are really involved in the agricultural department and for the last couple years, especially since COVID, they've had such a hard time getting people to apply for this job position. I mean, it's a kind of hard job position, but the pay is so good, it makes up for it, I think. Are you working all 11 days of the fair? I am. Where do you want to go to college? Hopefully in France. I'm bilingual, so I hope that I get to go to France for college. How exciting. What do you want to major in? Marine biology. Wow. So you are here uh, scooping up droppings. Yes. (laughs) So you can have a bright future. Yep, exactly. How much can a scooper trooper earn? Last year I made about $1,700. Well, I only worked nine days last year, but... Hopefully this year I'll work all of the days and I get paid three, four extra dollars for working overtime. So that's nice. (laughs) As long as the animals are around at the state fair, the work will pile up and fairgoers seem to appreciate the crew as they do their duty. People love to come up to you and say, oh my gosh, I love your shirt or oh, the scooper troopers, I get it. It's a joke, right? I've had people even come up to me and ask where they can get 
a scooper trooper shirt and I'm like, talk to my boss, I don't know. <laughs> we know exactly how they can get one and it involves the shovel that you have. Yes, the shovel I have. Mm-hmm. Sandy Max, WTMJ News. Scooper Trooper, Steve. Mm, no, no. I love her. everything about her. Piper? Yes, her yes, work she was ethic. Great. Yes. She was great, but I've done that for 30 years with my dogs. I don't need to, I don't need to up the size of the animal for this gig. <laughs> I, I hope that she is well paid. I hope they pay him more than... I hope so, too. Yeah. Not just a shirt. And, you know, I talked, I talked to a parking lot attendant, and the same thing. They're hard working out here. And in the parking lot, they're literally out there the entire day in the baking sun. And the first yeah. person you see, and almost all of them have been a smile and yeah. welcome They have us. been really, yeah. really nice the, the days I've been here, and they have every reason not to be at some <laughs> point. You know, imagine, like you said, Steve, they're out there all day in the sun. At some point, you're going to get a little cranky. I haven't seen the cranky yet. Yeah. Good job, State Fair. Yeah. yeah. If you've got a comment or a question for us while we're live in the Bank 5-9 studio at the Wisconsin State Fair, the old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. And Kathy and Franklin says, love this Saturday show. FYI, best omelets ever are in the agricultural building that we were talking about earlier. Ooh. Every single year, she's got to have one. That's one of her traditions. I could go for that. Yeah. <laughs> a couple omelets. More, great. more Wisconsin State Fair traditions coming up on WTMJ. Saturday at the fair, Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max, me, Brian Noonan, the Bank 5-9 studio at the Wisconsin State Fair. Great entertainment over these 11 days. And we were talking about traditions earlier, whether it's yes. omelets or you were asking about uh, cheese curds. Yes, the best, where, where to get some cheese curds. My tradition is first stop. Brad and Harry's okay. on Central on the Central Mall here, um, where it looks like the Tom and Jerry Mouse. Yeah, there was a line there when I got here at yeah. 11, 20, 11 30. Some marinara yeah. with that. They're they're probably the most popular. Delicious. Okay. My my go to every year, and I always have it on the first day. Yeah, the Emily's Italian. Sauce. Oh yeah. Oh all right. I always have it. I had it right after the show uh, opening day. I just I love it. Everything about it tastes good. And you can get it spicy or mild. Like my wife doesn't like spicy, so oh, I mild. Like the spicy. It is delicious. And what's your tradition, Brian? Uh, I well. The cream puff when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I broke tradition the other day. I won't name it. I let's just say I had a very disappointing uh, after show meal Aww. last week. Yes, very <laughs> disappointing. I learned my lesson. I'm getting texts from my wife. She's having garlic fries. She's wandering around doing whatever it is. She's so, living uh, life. She's yeah. She's probably like, oh, you know, don't rush to get off the show. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You know, don't you have stuff to do after? Well, another know? one of my traditions is uh, here come the mummies who come and play two nights every year. And one of my favorite people on the planet, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. He comes and plays two nights every year. And uh, we call ourselves Noonatics if you're a really <laughs> big Peter Ooh. Noon fan and put on the Union flag and just lean all the way into the fun that is the 60s music and cheeky presentation that is Peter Noon. We were able to get Peter Noon to stop by Wisconsin's Afternoon News just before one of his performances, and we will share with you that lively conversation next on WTMJ. There we go. You know how to spell this. Henry VIII, and who sings it? Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. And we get all the A-list celebrities here at the yeah, Bank 5-9 studio at the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm Sandy Max with Steve Scafidi and Brian Noonan. And we revisit this conversation when, when Peter Noon stopped by Wisconsin's Afternoon News. 
We're excited to be joined, super excited to be joined by Peter Noon. He is Herman's Herman, starring Peter Noon tonight on the Bank 5-9 Amphitheater stage. Peter, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for being here. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. I love it in this Milwaukee place. It's nice. West Dallas. You know the women are loving your accent right now. I can hear my wife driving off the road probably. Well, she probably thinks it's Mick Jagger. Yeah, how was it playing with the Stones? No, I'm just kidding, right? That was a fantastic era of music that you grew up in, obviously, right? With the, the Stones, the Beatles, yeah. yeah, the British Invasion, even the Monkees were kind of a part of that. What was it like just kind of developing your career as a musician, ultimately now to playing where you are today? Well, but... it was going good when you mentioned the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but the, I think the Monkees was not part of the British well, Invasion. Well, they had their own TV show, which yeah, I thought was kind of breakthrough. They were part of the British Invasion. Through. They were Americans. Oh, there was, oh, David Jones was English. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, it's a the 60s was a great period for all those bands, and, and we still, we're still going, which is amazing. So Stones and the Paul McCartney still going, and I'm still going. Uh, I think Mickey Dolenz from the Minkies, Minkies is still going. The Minkies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Minkies. The energy of a live crowd outside on a summer night like tonight. You were here last night. Uh, everybody says it was fantastic night tonight's beautiful. It's summer. What's the energy like when you're outside on a summer night? Well, it's good because the audience are into it. You know, everybody who's sitting down in the the bank amphitheater, mm-hmm. the five nine bank amphitheater, they came to see Peter Noon. You know, they're not just bypassers, so they've already invested in hearing some Herman's Hermit songs, and we we decided that we would only do the hits. You know, a long time ago, we're not going to like. Here's a new one off our album. <laughs> um, and we don't have 20-minute guitar solos. We just do all those three-minute songs, make up a yeah. show. And we do four minutes of Henry VIII because it's got more than one verse now. <laughs> so you right. stretch that one out. Yeah, I've, I've good, written good a new verse. You know, you said uh, before we hopped on the air, Peter, that it's always great to come back to Milwaukee in this fair. What is it about the Wisconsin State Fair that is so appealing to you? It's the most successful one of them all, really. And it's always busy and very nice people. You know, so you know, look at look at look look out your window there. They're all very nice people. They're all people who brought met somewhere where you can still take your kids and know that they're safe. You know, they're here for you. Th- these people were not here until you no, sat no, down no, on this chair. No, 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 they're here for sausages. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. That is always and cream puffs. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I, the people at the amphitheater are all here for me, so that's mm. already filling up nicely. And we've been here every year for 15 years, and we always have a big audience. It's always full. And let's hope we can continue that for another 10 years. You've had success on the big screen, the stage. How do you compare how rewarding it is to sing and to act? Is one more rewarding? You've had a lot of success in a lot of different media. This is the best one, I think, you know, because I think when I was a kid, I was an enthusiast of American music. I mean, I bought all only American records, and I was called an enthusiast. And I had lots of enthusiasm for music. And to be able to go up there and sing my songs and to look at the audience and see them sing in the woods, not just Henry VIII, they know some of the other songs too. You know, there's a kind of hush all over the world they sing and woke up this morning feeling fine, uh, and that's a pretty good feeling. And then that man over there gives me a check to take home with me. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. so Peter Noon is with us in the studio. It's so good to have you here, and when we told people that you were going to be here, the enthusiasm was uh, uh, just unbelievable. Well, I What's, feel like a fish in a tank here now, it, with all those people. The radio aquarium, we call this. Oh, really? It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. What's it like to be the soundtrack to people's lives? I mean, people grew up with you. They had they had kids to your music. They raised Hopefully their they families. Hopefully they make kids, because the songs are only three minutes long. Yeah. For some guys, that would be a long three Yeah, right. okay. But uh, it's good to have... Um, it's good to have... 
whole families you know that last night what was the most reward i went out in the audience and i gave all the kids the little kids a cd because none of them have a cd player anyway so they'll have to get their grandma to play it in the rv there you go but um <laughs> you know it's good it's good good you get the grandma and the children and the grandchildren that's as far as we've got so far but who knows we could still be here when they bring the yeah. children of the grandchildren we yeah. don't know we always say 10 more years every day but tonight after the show we'll, i'll look at the guys i say 10 more years and every day it's been 10 more years for about the past 51 Wow. All right, Peter, the uh, world-renowned website, ClassicRockHistory.com, is the top ten P- uh, Herman's Hermit songs, in their opinion. I'm going to go through the top five. Okay. You tell me how they did. Okay. Number five is There's a Kind of Hush All Over the World. Number four is I'm Henry VIII, I Am. Number three is Silhouettes. Number two is I'm Into Something Good. And number one is Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. How did they do? They do great in the show. I mean, how did they do? You mean classic <laughs> Yes, rock? would you rank those any different? <laughs> you know, There's a Kind of Hush is a bit of a strange one because when I play it, I go, there's a kind of hush, and everybody in the audience sings all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's very odd. You know, and my <laughs> friends who are in other bands are always surprised at how successful that song has remained I mean, I'm into something good. He's been lucky because it was in the Naked Gun. It's in a Disney movie. It keeps showing up. You know, and it's like almost 60 years old, that song, mm. but it keeps showing up. And, um, you know, I was 15 when I recorded it. So obviously when I sing it, I always open the show with it. So obviously when I sing it, I become about 16 or 17 again. You were my head. 15 wow. when you recorded that yeah, song? Yeah, That's incredible. Was, you know, I was in a band that liked to work, so we got... We moved ahead quickly. You know, all these bands that are playing here today, they're all bands who are going to make it in some way because they like to work. You know, it's called playing for a living, but it is also work. Just getting there and having your dad sign for all the equipment and buy you a van on his credit. <laughs> all that stuff is part of the growth of a band. And we did all that when we were 13, 14. I could sign my father's name. Even he didn't know it wasn't his signature (laughs) on a credit report. And we got a van, and we bought loads of gear that we couldn't afford, and we had to work to pay my father because he was a dangerous man. (laughs) And that is Peter Noon joining Wisconsin's Afternoon News on Tuesday afternoon before his show, and more with Peter Noon next, including uh, Peter Noon's love life. Uh You might find it interesting. Next on WTMJ. song you hear every year at the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm Sandy Max with Steve Scafidi and Brian Noonan in the Bank 5-9 studio and the Bank 5-9 Amphitheater is where Peter Noon performed earlier this week, his annual back-to-back shows. And Peter stopped by Wisconsin's Afternoon News and uh, answered some interesting questions, including about his love life. Peter Noon is with us live in the studio. What was it like to be on the cover of Time magazine? You know, I didn't know anything about it at the time. I found out years and years later. It was on the cover of Time magazine, which was, remember, Time magazine was a big deal. It was the biggest deal. Yeah. And for some reason, we we lived in another world. We just got on a, every day we'd be in another place. And it went for years and years. It started when I was about 14. And then one day when I was about 20, I started to discover, you know, there's there's a, quickly, we, we were in Hawaii and we found out Elvis Presley was there, and I wanted to meet Elvis Presley. It was on my wish list. I'd mm-hmm. like to meet Elvis Presley. I already knew the Beatles and the Stones, but I wanted to meet Elvis Presley. So 
there's an, an article the day afterwards. Yesterday, Herman from Herman's Hermits was in Hawaii, and he got to meet his all-time idol, Elvis Presley. And Peter Noon is with Herman's Hermits, and they're on a 360-day world tour. We were on a tour for 360 days. We didn't even know we were on tour for 360 days. A year. Days. In one year. Wow. We did a year on the road. And, you know, we all had mums and dads and grandmas and things, and they let us go. We just all left. And we knew what we knew where we were going because we had to buy our own tickets and all that stuff because we didn't like to travel together. So we'd show up in all these different places. We'd be in Hong Kong one day, and we'd be in Tel Aviv the next day, and then we'd be in Manila the next day, and we had a day off in Hawaii <laughs> on our way to a 50-day American tour. <laughs> Jeez. With so the day off, we wanted, and me and the drummer met. Elvis Presley. The others overslept. Oh, that's a great story. Hey, would you like to say hi to a couple of people? There's people standing outside the studio. And this lady right here in the blue shirt, what would you like to say or ask Peter? She's been just beside herself, Peter. <laughs> Peter, you're the best. We we love coming and watching you every year. She's a nice lady, isn't she? <laughs> Thank Wonderful. I love your music and Cirrus XM too. Oh, are we allowed to prom- are we allowed to promote them on here? Okay. I just Absolutely. did. I guess I, I just did. <laughs> Who else wants to say hi to Peter? Has a question for Peter. Come right up here, ma'am. Hi, Peter. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? I just have to say that I'm so glad to see you up close, because I saw you when I was 12 years old. You were at the Milwaukee Arena, and I forgot my glasses, and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> oh, I was much better from the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. No, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Peter. I, lo- I love your sense of humor. Are you her dad? <laughs> I use just for men on my hair and I, yeah. but uh, yeah but you are such you are so funny we listen to you on uh, okay. every radio station we could pick you up on yeah and it's just wonderful and I love it when you start off singing in 1814 we took a little trip yeah and then uh, you go a couple of lines and you say I hate that song <laughs> Uh, That's the other so British much. invasion he's talking about and singing about quite quite well, really, for an, an older man. I want to ask you, you know, of all the things, Peter, that, that's impressive about your career and about your life, I think one of the most impressive maybe that you were married to the same woman. Exactly, 55 that years. That love story for 55 yeah. years coming yeah. up this fall, right? She still likes me as well, which is kind of incredible, isn't it, really? Maybe it's because you're on the road so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What, what is the key? What What is it? That's an incredible testament. You know... She's got a very good sense of humor, and that's always good, I think. And, you know, it just... When I was a kid, uh, Paul McCartney told me that it's great to go all in in show business and call it a career, but make sure you have a life at the same time, because I didn't. You know, when you're in a band, when you're 16, you get in a car every day and you go to work and you go different hotels, and then it, there was no life involved at all. So I kind of looked forward to a life. By the time I was 21, I was ready to have a bit of a life. Through the Drop it. That is Peter Noon joining Wisconsin's Afternoon News here live at the Wisconsin State Fair on Tuesday afternoon in the Bank 5-9 studio. You can hear that entire conversation. It is podcasted at WTMJ.com, and we'll have the news for you next on WTMJ.